Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mama is treating me to breakfast. Yep. Let me see your phone. Huh? Look here. I download this McDonald's app because when you buy any bagel sandwich like the steak, egg, and cheese bagel, you get one free. Wait, you just bought that on my phone. That's right. Now that you got McDonald's money, you could treat mama. <laughs> okay, Ma, you got it. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Valid through 10-222 at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. App download and registration required. Introducing the new 3-for-1 bundle from Xfinity. Save big on unlimited internet and streaming when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash 3-for-1, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Raiders of the Lost podcast is brought to you by our friends Manscaped, the leaders in men's grooming. Use our coupon code Raiders of the Lost at checkout from Manscaped.com to receive 20% off your entire order and free shipping worldwide. Join the over 2 million men trusting Manscaped with their grooming needs today and get ready for all their new products launching this year like their body wash, 2-in-1 shampoo conditioner, their lawnmower 4.0 groomer, and so much more. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. In this episode, we discuss episode five of Moon Knight Asylum. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. James here. We're episode five on Moon Knight. Finished and watched. Just checked it out. And it was pretty good as a change of pace. It was a lot more, you know, toned down in terms of like being in the desert in hot climates for so long. We're still in the asylum in the psychiatric ward between Mark and Steven. And they're told they're, you know, dead. You know, Mark is dead. Steven is dead. They're in the realm of the Duat. They're kind of in this limbo, like, kind of place of memories where they're on the ship that is heading to the final judgment. And everyone perceives this realm differently. And that's why they say that we're insane. That's why we're perceiving it as a psych ward. And it's basically the underworld. And this ship is sailing through the desert to take them to the final place. If the scales balance, they will go to paradise. If they don't balance, then they will be sucked down into the undead. And it's basically a, a place of judgment and to, to await whether their souls are worthy for the afterlife. This episode, like you said, it was a, dip, it was a change of pace. It was highly driven by character. It was a character study on Mark and Steven, mostly Mark, though. And we, fi- we got a great reveal of Mark. We finally really understand who he is, his past. This, this episode was reminiscent of Inception, where Cobb visits the Port- elevator. Yeah, the elevator, important memories from his past and some of the worst memories of his past. And in this instance, Mark and Steven are visiting memories from his past that Mark has shut off even from his other personality. Although the memories in Inception he's preserving to revisit, whereas these he doesn't want to revisit. Yeah, exactly. And they got pretty creative with the filmmaking in terms of jumping around different locations. I really liked it. I thought it was a nice tonal shift, like you said. And I think that really understanding Mark 
going forward is helpful to the audience. And the biggest reveal is that Mark feels an immense amount of guilt for um, causing the death of his younger brother. He they accidentally he accidentally drowned in a cave during a rainstorm, and his mother, Mark's mother, ended up blaming Mark for the accident and hated him, made his life miserable, and ended up was a physical abuser to Mark. And this was obviously an important time that shaped Mark into the man we know today. And actually, in the in the comics, in the books, it's his father who dies, and his father he runs away from his father's funeral and stuff like that. But I think they changed it up to make it a little more relatable because it's such a young audience. And you know, while Stephen and Mark are in this realm, they have to go through memories to balance the scales so that their hearts are balanced and they're they're worthy to go into paradise. And he has to revisit all these memories that he's been repressing. And we get the big reveal that you know Mark is the original owner of this body, and after. His brother died. His mother blamed him, like Anthony said, but she became violent and alcoholic, abusive, and just... And mentally ill. Yeah, mentally yeah. ill and disturbed herself, I'm sure, with depression. And she took it all out on young Mark. And we see the reveal of the first time that Mark, or maybe the first time we see as an audience member, that Stephen is created. And he's, he's in his bedroom. He creates Stephen as Dr. Stephen Grant from that campy TV show Tomb Raider yeah. in... And now Stephen, we find out, is a reaction or a way to protect himself from his mother. And that's why, like, when Mark is talking to Dr. Harrow in the psychiatric hospital, he's like, so who's, who is the original body? Who's, who's in control? Was, it, was Mark a creation to punish you for your past and your mother's deeds and what, you, and what she did to you? Or was Stephen created to hide you from your mother and her abuses? And we find out that Stephen was the creation, which means that Stephen, it's interesting because it's obviously split personality, but it's like a different soul in a way because they're obviously connected and they have two different souls in this realm that they have to balance out and maybe a third that we don't know of yet. And he's really just coming to terms with that. And this is Stephen for the first time understanding who he is, how he was created, that his mother's dead, that he doesn't really technically completely exist, that he doesn't, he wasn't the original member of the body. And it's probably, a, it's a huge shock to him as well. Yeah, Mark created Stephen as a bouncing board and as a way of escaping the pain of his childhood. And so uh, it, it's a great reveal. And that was how I expected it. That, that was my suspicion from the first episode that, even though we're starting in the perspective of Steven, it seemed like Mark was the original owner of the body. And so that lived up to what I was expecting. Also, we're still curious about who was in that third sarcophagus. I'm guessing we won't see that personality until maybe the end of the season. Next episode, the finale. Yeah. And we also got a little we got a little bit of an origins of Conchu in, in Moon Knight where we see the memory of the dead mercenaries that have been talked about where Layla's father was killed by Mark's partner. And how he was dying, he was about to kill himself at the temple in the, the feet of a statue of Khonshu. And that's where Khonshu made the deal with him, the bargain where he becomes his avatar basically. And he helps Khonshu protect the travelers of the night and bring his vengeance to those who t attempt to hurt them. You'll be my Moon Knight in my fist basically. Yeah, it was a great moment watching Mark become Moon Knight for the first time. And, and obviously... Steven recognizes that Khonshu was manipulating Mark from the start because what are you going to say no to staying alive? So obviously Khonshu knew that Mark would say yes because he was in such a dire circumstance on the edge of death. So, well, he was about to kill himself, so yeah. maybe it's more of the enticement of the power. Oh, yeah, instead, the power. Because he did have the gun to his mouth. Yeah, and also because he believes himself to just be, you know, he's a killer and that's who he is. Mm -hmm. And Steven's trying to tell him that he's much better than that. And much He has a lot more humanity within him than that. And Khonshu 
took advantage of that. And on reality, it looks like Harrow is just wreaking havoc and he's sending tons of souls down to the undead, the 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 Duat, the realm of the of the dead. And prejudgment. Prejudgment, and he, they're just sent, being sent down into the dead, into the sand. To, Minority reports. Yeah, kind of. And so everything's becoming unbalanced, and then uh, the goddess Tarot is trying to send them back, but it's a little too late, and they have to be judged. Then they get attacked by all the, the sand, sand, zombies. sand zombies from Mark's past of people he's killed. And then we get Steven kind of in this episode becomes more like Mark in a way, and Mark becomes a little more like Steven in a way. You know, Steven becomes a little... A little more confident and brave. He's got some action sequences, and he handles business. He with saves that Mark. Saves Mark, yeah. and then Mark is the one who has to become more connected with his with his feelings and more emotional, and has to revisit his past and you know kind of repent for what he's done. We also get a little tidbit of where Later's Gators comes from because it's what his mother used to say to him. And eventually, at the end of the episode, Stephen. He falls into the sand, and then he it looks like he's locked into this prison of, like, the Egyptian version of hell. And so somehow Mark's going to have to find a way of trying to get him back eventually, but it looks like he's in a terrible situation. He's probably trapped in there, and I'm not sure how Mark will be able to get him out. And also Mark, because... So it seemed as though getting rid of Stephen was the only way to fully balance his heart and his soul, which allowed him to enter the um, afterlife of... Um, What's it called? Their heaven. What was it called? The reeds. The reeds. The, the, the land field, of the reeds. Land of the Something reeds. Like that. And so that's where the episode ended with him basically in like the Egyptian version of their heaven. And so he's still he he's not even going to that temple anymore, which they were originally going to to get back into Conchu's to get back into the real world. So he's gonna have to find a way to escape this Elysium and get back into that limbo area to get into the temple to awaken. Uh, Konshu again to become Moon Knight. But will he want to leave Paradise? If True. you're in Paradise, would you want to leave? And so I, I wonder if it's going to have to be Layla has to free Konshu in order to have Konshu maybe go down and scoop up Steven and Mark to be able to stop Harrow. It seems like that's the what's going to happen in episode 6. Yeah, definitely. Layla's going to have to be involved for sure. And I wonder if the other Egyptian gods are finally realizing like what's going on with Harrow and how he's sending these bodies down because Tarouette has seen it for herself with her own eyes that the, the that um, the souls are being sent down unjudged. It's an emergency, yeah. And I wonder if the other guys could be like, maybe we should check out and see what Harrow's doing with his his staff. And, We're going to get some Egyptian Avengers. Um, I wonder if Amit will be woken up next episode. We um, also got a hint at Osiris. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll see Osiris in the next so episode. maybe a little... A, little, a famous god. And um, I, I'm just... I'm wondering where like the Moon Knight action's at, though. I, I hope there's more in the sixth episode because... I understand what this episode was. It's kind of like origins for Mark and where Steven came from and, and, and going into his past and his memory so we understand the character. But, you know, we're five episodes in and Moon Knight's battled twice. Mm-hmm. Like, not the last count, two episodes have had no Moon Knight. Not counting Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight fight, fought once, but Moon Knight has fought twice, I think. That's it. Mm-hmm. Or three times. In the end of the first, second episode and in that, that fight around the horse area in the third episode. Yeah. Where the big fight. Was in the first episode when he fought the Yeah, the we just dog. saw him, we just saw we him punching. Really, yeah, we it didn't wasn't see a much. Fight. But yeah. we, so we've only seen really two Moon Knight battles and I'm kind of hoping we get a good one in the sixth one because, you know, this is a superhero show and I understand we want to get like the origin story, I guess, done. But I'm hoping for yeah, I more... Can see, I can see what you mean. I'm hoping yeah. for some more action next episode. And, you know, it's it's pretty good, this episode. Like I like the change of pace, but I hope they can cap it off well because it seems like there's a lot of unfinished storylines that they're going to have to seal up with this last episode. And hopefully it's not too rushed. 
hopefully it's well thought out and well executed because they have to get back to Amit. We haven't even talked about Amit in like an episode and a half. Layla wasn't in this episode at all. we got to finish her storylines. I'm sure they have to finish up her storylines with her father and Mark maybe having coming together and him confessing everything to her and her accepting what happened and we have to deal with Harrow. We have to deal with Stephen and Mark and getting out of the the paradise and getting out of the undead. So there's a lot if they have to resolve in one episode. Hopefully, they do it well. I agree because I was surprised when the episode ended. I was like, "Whoa, this is the penultimate episode of the season." So there's only one left, and so there's still. I feel like when I, when the episode ended, I was like, "It seems like there should be multiple episodes left in the season." So they're gonna have to wrap a lot a lot of things up quickly in this final episode. So hopefully, they can figure out how to do that. There's just one thing that I was I'm still very confused about. It's it's one thing that hasn't been really explained is I'm no, I don't understand who Steven has been talking to on the phone all these years. I thought that Mark was going to maybe reveal that he maybe hired an actress to play Steven's mother so he could talk to her. Is Steven has Steven always just been talking to an empty phone line but someone's calling him and he's calling someone as well. So I'm just uh, that's one thing that's been pretty confusing for me after this episode. How has Steven been believing that his mother has been alive all this time? Unless he's just like talking to himself, yeah. I guess. I'm not sure. I wish that I wish they could have explained it in that yeah, sequence. Yeah, cuz cuz when Harrow and the psychiatric ward holds the phone up, it's like this is your mother, but like yeah. there's no one there because your maybe, mother's dead basically. Yeah. Maybe they'll reveal it in the next episode, but I I found that maybe it would have Did we uh, miss maybe we missed a I line? I don't think I don't we missed a line right there. I don't think so either. But I was just I was unsatisfied with under, not understanding who Steven has been talking to. Now that he's trapped in the sand like are we going to get to re- that reveal? We'll find out. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it was Layla all along. I don't know. I don't know. Well, no. I mean, Layla's always been, I know. I'm yeah. just throwing out weird <laughs> theories. Swain throwing out weird theories, yeah. man. If you guys know, if, if maybe if we, we missed something, we miss let, it, us, let know. us know. Yeah, hit us up on Instagram. But but who's he on the phone with? Who's he been on the phone with? Who are those yeah. minutes going who's to? Who's he saying later's gate is to? Later's gate is. Later's gate is. We get the origins of it. Uh, yeah. And I understand, like, he's been calling the voicemail. I thought he was just always calling a voicemail. But then in the sequence, we get to see at at the wake when he's outside, he's actually talking to someone on the phone. Yeah. That's the only time it hasn't been a voicemail message. It was like a PG version of Hereditary, though. <laughs> the memories with the mother who yeah, yeah. blames the son for the, the death of the other kid. Yeah. So I think that I'm, I'm sure they got influenced from Hereditary because they changed up that origin so much about how who Mark's death, who, the death in Mark's past that he ran away from and stuff like that. So it's no seen, decapitations it's, with the telephone. Yeah, no, yeah, just like off screen drowning. Yeah, you, you just hear the voices. It's Disney. But yeah, it, was very, it was very hereditary in a way, yeah. um, but it was very PG and colorful and the dad's just like building the, the shed. I'm like, all right. <laughs> just, just listen to your mother, voice. Listen to your mom. He's got this hammer. He's just like, yep, I'm hammering a shed. <laughs> Typical guy making sheds in the backyard. <laughs> oh, all men are builders? All, all dads make sheds. They all do. <laughs> and I will say, it looked like the food was done when yeah. the kids were leaving. Honestly, yeah, yeah. She's like, okay, dinner, dinner's ready. Oh, be, don't be gone too long. I'm done with the food. <laughs> Do you want the food? Like, all right, I guess I'll get cold. Also, when um, she's like, I play, it's all your fault. Me and Anthony were like, eh, it's kind of your fault, too. Yeah, he's, he's a little kid. Come on, Mom. Yeah. Like, you're the adult here. You're the parent. Take yeah. some responsibility for, you yeah. know, your kids because he's, like, 11. Yeah, but it shows she's mentally ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah And exactly. that's, like, a sign of it, obviously. True, the yeah. depression of, of the death of yeah. her son. I get it, but yeah. it's also, like. It was, it was very subtle. Yeah. Take take some ownership there. He's eleven. <laughs> he made a mistake. He's, a, he's you shouldn't have let them go. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Pretty good episode. Looking forward to everything getting wrapped up. Hopefully, it all gets wrapped up because again, we don't know if this is gonna be a one off like 
uh, WandaVision was. Like, it seems like the Hawkeye show I was think it is, a one-off. Yeah. Uh, Captain, Captain America, I mean, the Winter Soldier, that was probably a one-off too. And so we'll find out, but it, hopefully it's they get it all done because there's a lot to get finished up. And I say my prediction for the, the finale, there's got to be a showdown between Moon Knight and Harrow. And Harold being the avatar, the avatar for Comet, for Amit. Amit. So I think that's going to happen. Showdown. I hope big so. Fight. That's uh, that's what I want, man. Yeah. I want some. I want some Moon Knight battle because we know that he's done it before in the past with Khonshu, so he's familiar with being like super powered and fighting. He'll probably have more powers. Anyways, yeah. that's uh, our recap and review of episode five of Moon Knight. Take care, everybody. Next week is the finale. That moon is going to be full. So we <laughs> hope you enjoy the show and this episode. And thanks for listening. Goodbye, everyone. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.